Hello, this is Dr. Jeff Craig, Superintendent for West Aurora Schools, and we welcome you back to our West Aurora podcast. And today we have Haley Sky Dara, Car- Dara Carnavala. Mm-hmm. I'll get through that. And, and uh, <laughs> so we're really excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a unique pleasure to have uh, grads coming back and talking to us on the podcast. Um, but I know you're here also because we have a big event coming up on Friday. You're going to be part of that as well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I'm so excited to be back and That's see awesome. all my teachers. Some of them have not seen me since, <laughs> I think, like 2005 or six, maybe. It'll be, it'll be a good, uh, mm-hmm. good follow-up, a good homecoming for you. So you've told me that everyone asks you what your full name is. And so mm-hmm. and I, I got a chance to talk to Mrs. Martino last night because we had a meeting together. Mm-hmm. And of course, she reads the names at graduation, and she goes, I think I got this one. So I kind of butchered it up early with Haley, Sky, Dara Carnavala. No, you did good. You did good. But you, and you, you think all of your classmates and all of your teachers would know you as Haley, mm-hmm. yes? And so um, you like to be called Haley, but you also go by another handle because you have a stage presence, and that is Sky Daru. I do. So yes, everyone in New York, they don't know who Haley is. <laughs> <laughs> they only know me by Sky Daru, which is the name given to me when I signed for modeling and music. Awesome. But you know, I grew up here. Everyone knows me as Haley Dara Canavalo, the girl with the long, <laughs> the long last name. So we're gonna go with Haley today because that's kind of that's your your homegrown 129 name. That yes. makes sense. Let's go with it. Awesome. So you are a 2016 grad from West High. Is I that am. correct? Mm-hmm. And so you've had some unique experiences not only here but after here, and we're gonna go down through a few of those because I think people uh, they like to be able to hear about what do our kids do when they leave our system. And uh, so you have some great stories here, but tell me a little bit about your time here in District 129, maybe what you're involved in, some of your, mm-hmm. your favorite memories. Absolutely, so I grew up in North Aurora. Okay. I was one of the first people that moved in the, na- the neighborhood here. I went to Fern Elementary, ah. and then I moved on to Jewel Middle School, and I graduated from West Aurora four years ago. My unique experiences here have been all over the place. This is where I found my love for music. I had been a part of all the talent shows here and competed, you know, in school, out of school, when Aurora put on their first, uh, you know, teen talent show. Um, the first one, I had been their first winner. And no that kidding. kind of sparked uh, a little journey for me. I found a love for playing piano and singing. And then I got traction from that, finding a love from performing on stage in the musicals. And it kind of carried over professionally when I entered into high school. I was offered a great opportunity to work professionally as a recording artist. And I can only thank the experiences that I had, you know, growing up here in Aurora. Sure. And just a district for, it's known for its arts. And I, you know, I joined band from age 11, I think. That's how I found love for, you know, playing drums and piano. And, you know, I'm thankful for those experiences because they've shaped who I am as an artist. And, you know, I always come back to those times in my life. And yeah, I'm very, just very grateful. So it's fair to say you have an affinity for the bright lights and being able to perform <laughs> in front of folks. You know, I do. Um, I'm actually, you know, it's not something that I chase. Like, I'm not an extrovert, to be honest. I'm actually an introvert, but I love, you know, public speaking, being in front of people and, you know, just talking. Um, I enjoy it. (laughs) So you talk about your experiences being all over the place. What were some Mm -hmm. of those those really high points that you wanted, you know, if you were to say, here's my top five experiences from 129 or West Aurora, what might some of those be? Um, Absolutely. I think it stemmed even from a young age. 
academically. You know, I was representing this district in the school spelling bee. I went all the way to regionals. Um, I won first place in the Modern Women's Speech Contest, which I think is the reason why I can speak in front of people. Sure. It's because I was working with teachers in the district and, you know, talking aloud, you know. Um, I was a top student, of course. Um, I tried my best. I was a straight-A student and involved in a lot of things, especially the marching band is, I think, a big part of my life. I definitely loved the community that I was a part of during that time. And yeah, it led to so many opportunities that I did not predict. And being from a small suburb and doing these things outside of it, I think I'm very grateful to have that chance. Probably would uh, is a good takeaway for kids. You know, we just, uh, we had a, a youth forum today that we were talking to kids from mm-hmm. Matea High School and from East yes. Aurora High School as well as West. And I think a lot of the, the inputs or feedback was how do we get kids more involved in participating in co-curricular, extra, extracurricular. Sure. And, you know, you found your niche in talent shows and in the band mm-hmm. and, and in music. And people may find their niche and their successes in other spots. But you gave it a shot. You had no idea that, that was your, your skill set or your affinity. No, absolutely not. But I I think it was cultivated here by just the the sorts of opportunities that were offered at this school. Um, I'm lucky to have you know tried things out and you know found that it's not for me. And but for some reason that music it just was for me. Sure. Um, I've been involved in piano lessons and singing lessons and drama was a big part of my life. You know, at a young age. Sure. Um, Who pushed I, you into some of those or, or encouraged you? Maybe is a better word. You know, actually I wasn't pushed, but my parents had always. They had given me a chance to try many different things um, from a young age. Um, they really didn't, they didn't, you know, they grew up sort of different from me. Um, my mom, she grew up in the city and she was forced to play piano and she did not like it sure. at all. My dad was a drummer in his high school marching band and he loved it. And I think that's where I get my my, talent, my talents from. But no, my parents, they put me in a lot of things. And, you know, I tried basketball. I tried softball. I had a black belt in taekwondo. Some of those things I was terrible at. Terrible at. Some of them I enjoyed and it was nice to do it at the time. But I think by them putting me in different things in terms of sports, um, trying out, you know, encouraging me to join clubs at school and putting me in piano and music lessons, it gave me a chance to try out things and kind of figure out for myself what I enjoy naturally and what I'm good at. And some of those things, it, it's okay that I'm not good at because it, it teaches you to be versatile and well-rounded. And that's something so that I always- you got to figure always, out for yourself yeah, what worked and what didn't that's work. That's something I encourage, you know, in kids, especially, today, you know, that are looking into college and they, they think to themselves, well, I have to do one thing and stay in one lane and I need to know where I'm going to go after college. And I, you know, I kind of push back against that because I think it's good to try different things and, you know, to fail at them because it keeps you grounded and it keeps you, it helps you explore what you, you know, you actually want to do in life. And if you don't want to do it, then fine, because you're in the exact same spot that you were had you not tried it. Makes sense. You know, as I'm, as I'm hearing you articulate and I'm hearing you talk about um, in a very um, mature way, um, and I don't take this in a condescending way, but no. you know, at the grand old age of four years removed from high school, um, still not a ton of life experiences, but you seem very, uh, very squared away, very um, beyond your years. Is that a fair statement? I try to. I kind of sometimes think that I was born in the wrong era. Like, <laughs> even though, even when I go to college, An like I am soul, the person right? that is like in bed by like nine p.m. and not, you know, going out because I'm just like, how do you, you know, how, how do you just keep going and going and going? I like, I need my sleep. Sure. And so to that end, you know, with making sure that you're healthy and making sure that you're alert, how 
Surely, you know, all, of all the successes that you experienced, uh, you probably had some challenges along the way. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you can share with the folks listening today what some of those challenges were and, and maybe how you've learned or grown from them. Absolutely. Um, one major challenge in my life that people really don't know about me unless I talk about it is um, I was diagnosed with scoliosis actually at the, at the end of eighth grade. Um, this came out of nowhere. It actually came from when my mom started noticing that my shoulder was dropping on the soccer field and then just performing on stage. She was like, something is, does not look right. And so we went into the doctor and I ended up having scoliosis, which is for people who don't know, it's an abnormal curvature of the spine. And so at the time it was 36 degree curve and I didn't really know much about it. You know, I was about to graduate eighth grade. I was the lead of the play. I'm like, I can't worry about this. Like I have stuff to, you know, sure. I can't, you know, this is <laughs> terrible. Um, so I ended up wearing a back brace, which is a non-invasive treatment for people who have scoliosis that is a case under 50 degrees. And so we expected it to work because that's what everyone had told us. And, you know, success rate looked pretty good from what we had heard. So I wore this thing uh, for two years up until high school. You know, I was in the POMS team and, you know, I tried to hide it away in my locker and not show anybody. Um, Thank God I was like a little stick. So you could not notice (laughs) me wearing it over my baggy sweatshirts. Um, And then I got to high school. I was able to take it off. I was so happy. And I went back to the doctor a little bit later and it turns out that it ended up not working because I had a growth spurt <laughs> just at the right time. And so it actually ended up increasing to 52, 53 degrees. And so the only option here was to undergo a spinal thoracic surgery. And if I had not done that, this would have led to complications, you know, um, growing up later on in adulthood life. And so I went through that and, you know, I'm glad that, surprisingly, I am glad that I went through that experience because it taught me how to deal with hardship and not Mm -hmm. just physical recovery, but in the way that I looked at challenges that were happening, you know, during my life in so many aspects. You know, I was a kid who grew up with, you know, I talk about successes, you know, I was a kid who just happened to have things work for them. You know, I was a straight A student. I won talent shows, I won competitions, and I didn't really feel struggle. I mean, yes, I worked hard, but you know, if you were to ask any of the teachers that had me in, you know, in class, they would say, yeah, you know, this kid had the cards laid out for her. And I'm glad I had this, you know, medical experience because it kind of grounded me and it taught me how to deal with things that are unexpected in life. And, you know, I carry this lesson, you know, in college, you know, when I'm dealing with, you know, failing an exam or, you know, struggling to understand concepts and relationships with people, you know, just growing up in general, general after that experience, I'm glad I had that because it taught me, you know, how to be resilient, you know, how to adapt and how to just keep going because I had all these plans that I still wanted to do and I had made it a goal not to let anything stop me from doing it. And it took some time, you know, I was outside of school and I had to be homebound tutored. So shout out to uh, Miss Hill and Dr. Stern for coming to my house yeah. and, you know, yes, you know, staying for hours. And I was, you know, you know, I didn't, I was hocked up on medications and, uh, you know, I was learning to sit up with these new like rods and screws inside my spine. And, you know, they sat there for hours, you know, talking to me, 
about what I had been missing, and I'm so grateful for the support that the school offered me you know, awesome. during that time. You know, it's interesting that you use some of the, uh, the vocabulary that you do because we're, this is our year that we kicked off talking about productive challenge. We talked mm-hmm. about how do we build resilience in our kids when they come to something difficult? How do we help them keep going forward? For sure. And your story really kind of illustrates and illuminates um, the need to be able to have that, that's, that go-to if things get tough, do we just fold up our tents and quit? Mm-hmm. Or do we pick it up and say, you know, we're going we're gonna to be successful in spite of. So I uh, really appreciate you sharing that because I think that's something a lot of takeaways for our kids can learn. Absolutely. Really important aspect. So you had mentioned, um, you know, you have nobody in New York knows you by, by <laughs> Haley. Who's this Haley lady? Um, how does a girl from small town North Aurora, not even Aurora, small town North Aurora, <laughs> end up in New York as a recording artist? You know, honestly, I'm still kind of asking myself that question too. <laughs> but, you know, I have a lot to thank for my parents. You know, um, from a young age, they had always taught me to, you know, know my roots, you know, know where I come from. Sure, and to stay modded, Absolutely. But, you know, to not have any fear in, in terms of, you know, exploring outside the country. You know, I started traveling from a young age and I'm grateful for that to know where I came, where I come from. And to just, you know, explore, you know, outside of where you come from and not, and not be afraid of going outside of your comfort zone. I had traveled to New York for the first time by myself at 16 for modeling. My mom was probably scared (laughs) because I was by myself and I was thrown into a model apartment and doing work out there. And I fell in love with it. I absolutely fell in love with the city. Um, but I have a lot to thank for West Aurora because I had been exposed to diversity, mm. you know, from being in this community. And when I went to NYU, it wasn't that much different, probably to a larger extent. And, you know, the transition from here going to college um, wasn't that difficult for me. But I had I will say that I was used to it, that I was used to being exposed to diversity and being around different backgrounds and you know, people from all walks of life, which you find here in Aurora, and going to New York University and being out there, that's the one thing that you find out there in New York, is that there is something for everybody in that city. Um, You will see crazy outfits, you will see different (laughs) styles, you know, different um, work ethics, and everyone's out there just doing their own thing, and there's a place for everybody. But at the same time, I, you know, I like coming back to the suburbs, because it is, it does get a a little too much out there sometimes, you know, you always feel that you have to be doing something, and, you know, when I come back here, it's like, I can, you know, I can drive my car, it's, you know, it's clean here, you know. It's just very different, and I like that balance. I like having my home base here. This is always home for me, and I like you know, going to the city for school and coming back here you know, in the summer. So you talk about being grounded. You talk about um, coming back home. So you know, you've had this frenetic, fast-paced life as a singer, a songwriter, mm-hmm. a pianist, a producer, a model. All of these, these, I mean, some kids would go, holy cow, just to be able to do some of those things would be awesome. But you get to do a lot of those things. Have you ever had time to kind of just take a moment and just <laughs> reflect and think back about your journey? You talked about this started when you were a young age. Is there anything you would do differently to change that path? And then I'm going to ask the other piece of that is, what's, what's a couple of things you just wouldn't change forever in the world? Wow, that is a, that is a hard-hitting question. So if there's anything that I would do differently... You know, I don't know, because at the same time, if I had not done all the things that I had had done, I, you know, I question if I would be the person that, you know, 
the sort of versatile and well-rounded and you know fearless person that I am today. But at the same time, yes, I, I do wonder what it would be like to you know just have kind of one thing and kind of hone that in. And sure. Also, I I always wonder what it would be like to go to a traditional college. You know, one that's not integrated with the city and I wonder what my life would be like if had I chosen that path now what I would not change I would not change my upbringing I absolutely love this community you know this is my home you know I say I'm yes I'm from when people see me in New York they don't they're like where are you from and they're like Chicago and I'm like no I'm you know I'm from a small suburb in Illinois sure. you know I'm not a city I did not grow up like a city girl um, at all um, so there was nothing that I would change in terms of you know, the school that I went to, I've had such good relationships with the teachers in this community, and I owe it to a lot of, you know, them and this district for shaping me as the individual that I am today. So, no, I don't think there is anything that I would change in my upbringing here in this community. That's awesome. I think, you know, that's, um, you know, we're, we work hard at promoting who we are and what we're about mm-hmm. in West Aurora School District. And, you know, people make those really tough decisions about where we're going to buy a home, you know, we're, we're going to start a family. For sure. And wanting to know is, is this the right community for, for our family and for our kids to have some of those opportunities? And, and so you kind of really uh, put the brackets around that, that question mark is should we, or why West Aurora? And, and you just made a great statement for why and uh, certainly appreciate that. So... You were on this this journey, this this career path that's just really exciting and can take you anywhere. Mm-hmm. What's your next steps? What are your aspirations? You know, you talked about the versatility and the well-roundedness and all these different uh, opportunities. Do you have uh, a, a path in mind? It's funny that you asked that because I entered college as a music major, okay. and this is what we've been talking about for the past, you know, ten minutes or so. My involvement with music. So I entered NYU as a recorded music major. I'm about to come out of NYU with a bachelor's degree in computer science Holy cow. on a pre-medical track in five months from now, which I'm excited. Um, and it's finally here. So when we speak about versatility, it's funny that you ask that because yes, I do music, but for the past four years, I've been studying computer science and f- finding a passion for coding, Good for you. which is a field that needs a lot of women. Yes. And I am a very grateful and excited to be a part of that movement. For the past three years, I have actually been teaching children out in, uh, out in New York. Um, I work for a company called CodeSpeak Labs, so I've been actually working as a coding instructor for several schools in Manhattan. So I've gotten the chance to teach um, from kindergarten up until eighth grade, um, just the fundamentals of computer science. And the way I actually entered computer science was during my freshman year when I was studying music, I had been accepted into this very elite program at NYU called the Clive Davis Institute of Recorded mm-hmm. Music, but very small, 50 students. And I had been taking just a, a coding like elective just to, you know, just I had some extra space to fill and I fell in love with it. And I, when I was doing music, I missed that, how do I put this? I missed that, that math and science part of me that I had grown up with as a child. Interesting. It was a big part of my, you know, I was an AP student. I was used to having, you know, classes that were STEM-based and that I felt challenged in. And when I was in music, I missed that part. Um, and I felt like something was missing when I was, you know, just going through my courses, which I love music. But at the same time, I felt that I could continue doing that and learn something else in college that would hopefully, you know, benefit society. And That's incredible. Um, which I had been doing at high school as well. I'd been working, you know, 
professionally outside of school, but doing music in school. And when I got to college, I found that I did not want to do music in school. I only wanted to do it outside. And I found coding and I was like, this is awesome. You know, I miss this problem solving part of my life. You know, that had always been a part of my childhood. This, you know, this idea of me, um, you know, liking that aspect of, you know, academics. And I missed that. I felt that I wasn't getting that. And so I made the switch. And yeah, I'll be coming out of a NYU with a degree in computer science. I've had a chance to work That's at. incredible. Yeah. So who does that shock most? You, your, your folks, um, your friends? Everyone. <laughs> everyone was very confused. Yeah. Um, even I had some friends from West, they had hit me up and they're just like, you, when did you do computer science? Like you didn't do computer science at West. Um, so what do you want to do with it? I mean, you get the piece yeah. of paper and you know, what do you want to do with that? Yeah. So I am very interested in software engineering. That's something I've been exploring the past four years and just having the chance to also advocate females uh, to enter the STEM field, which I had been doing through my work. Um, I had worked at Girls Who Code at Accenture a couple of years ago and I you know I enjoy it. it's a it's a language it's also you know we don't talk about music but I think there's a big correlation between music and computer science absolutely and the way that I had been brought up in studying you know jazz with Miss Sampson and Dr. Schuler. you know you read patterns that same thing I kind of applied to computer science when you're looking at coding and you're looking at you know the way that things are operating and you know you're reading it as if it were kind of music and I I kind of liked it it was it was different it was a it's a field that I can still be creative in sure um but it's also, it, it has that side of me, which I think it's a good balance between a, who I am. You know, I'm a person who likes the art side, but, you know, was also like an academic student that needed that math and science and that problem solving. And I think it's like a way to combine both in a way. Music and math. Outstanding. <laughs> you know, interesting that you, um, and I don't want to miss the point because you've made it a couple of times. You know, we just recently opened up our, our career center, the mm -hmm. Weiser Family Center, uh, which has... We'll be opening up with mechatronics. We've got some welding, yes. some advanced machining. Uh, but we also know that we have a, we're developing a partnership with NIU's College of Engineering and Engineering Department. That is amazing. And I think one of the things that uh, they are offering are more scholarships for our, our females, our girls. Wow. And so we have been taking some field trips like uh, our McCleary, one of our elementary schools. They have a, a fifth grade girls STEAM class. And so we take them a field trip to NIU's College of Engineering. Uh, but NIU is offering full scholarships for girls who complete um, any of the coursework or any of the degrees in the College of Engineering. That's a free education. That is amazing. So um, people are trying to encourage that as well. So um, mm -hmm. you're, whether you want it or not, to have that mantle as a role model, <laughs> uh, but certainly as a spokesperson for encouraging for more girls. We'd love to get more girls into the welding field. For sure. Uh, the average age of the welder is 59 years old in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. uh, there's billions of dollars being invested in the bridges and the highways, and, and we need a lot of people in our workforce, we feel like we can insert a lot of our West Aurora kids because uh, that's a college, college isn't for everybody. No, for uh, sure. But certainly there is, there is absolutely, we need to make some room and, and really encourage our, our girls in our schools to absolutely. think that way. Great careers there. Absolutely. So I didn't want to miss that highlight that you made a couple of times. I just want to make sure we hit on that point. So you talked about a couple of teachers that when you were homebound teaching because mm -hmm. of your back, uh, yes. that you were just kind of wanting to give some shout outs. Were there other inspirations along the way? I know you talked about Ms. Sampson, you talked about Dr. Schuler. Who else kind of sparked you to, to, to move above and beyond? 
For sure. I'm sure this name comes up quite a bit, but Dr. Stern. Yes. <laughs> and I'll actually be shouting him out um, in my talk, you know, in two days from now, which you'll hear. Um, but this isn't something that I mentioned. So the first day of high school physics, um, this is one moment that I will never forget from West Aurora. I had heard stuff about this, you know, this Dr. Stern, you know, his name is Stern. I was like, he's going to be really mean. I've seen him <laughs> I've seen him in the hallways, you know, with his banana. He stands there, like, just, you know, watching the students and supervising them. And I had ended up in his class, and it was the first day of, of physics, and he stands in front of us, and I'm, you know, waiting, you know, to, for him to pass out the syllabus, you know, the regular routine. Sure. Here's the homework, you know, this is what you got to do to get an A in the class. And he's like, we're not doing a physics today. And he said, he says to us, if you don't learn physics by the time that you're done with this class, totally fine with me. He says, but I need you to promise me that when you step outside of these West High doors, that you understand to yourself that if you want to do something in this world, that you have the potential to do it. And he was the one who introduced me to the meaning of growth mindset. Sure. And we had to write this whole thing about it. And I'm like, this is a physics class. I'm like, we should be learning about, you know, work equals force times distance. Like, why are we learning about these concepts? And I am so thankful that he did that because those lessons, that small moment that he gave to us on that first day, I've carried that lesson with me after, you know, ever since I've left this school because it has helped me tremendously in college. And I think this is what I talk about in my talk um, on Friday is that I think the number one thing that you can promote in a student besides, you know, the book, you know, the book content, you know, the equations and the, the memorization and vocabulary is that resilience is a, a, you know, a strong principle that should be promoted within students from a young age. Great message. Great message. You know, I think that, um, you know, you reference uh, Carol Dweck, who was the author of, of growth or a mindset, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a fixed or a growth mindset. And, and it's something that I know that the high school has used as a book talk sure. uh, to try and help teachers be positive with their students. So uh, you raise a great point and uh, you put it into a, a, a real scenario. So <laughs> that uh, it's impactful. Other people that were inspirational yes. for you. Um, so I'm not sure if they're still here or not. Um, this was my middle school years. But I had a tremendous relationship uh, with my sixth grade and seventh grade teachers, Mrs. Rowe and Mrs. Erksleben, who unfortunately passed away yes. a couple years ago. But just the experience that I had with them, um, being, six, being a sixth and seventh grader, and the way they had encouraged me, you know, not just in the classroom, but they were also just interested in, you know, not just who I was as a student, but who I was as a human being. You know, I had conversations with them about, you know, what I was doing in music and, you know, my passions outside of outside of school. And they were my English and science teachers. And I had just a fantastic relationship with them, you know, inside and outside of the classroom. That's um that's a great reminder for the adults of the world, especially in, here in our district that interact with, with students sure. every day, uh, to remember that it's not just a student in a grade or an ID number, that they're yes. real people. And that's hard, especially in college now, because you don't get the personal relationships that you yeah. do growing up, elementary, middle school, high school. You know, if you want to see a college professor, you have to wait in like an office hour line Schedule as if you like for right? a signature, as if they're like a celebrity. And then they have thousands <laughs> of students and they ask you your name or you're in my class. I'm like, yeah, I'm in your class. So it's, you know, it's different. And I, you know, I think, you know, I'm a little biased, but I think we do a, a really nice job of, of creating those, those positive relationships mm-hmm. here in West Aurora. 100%. 
So you've talked a lot of bit. I mean, some of this stuff's pretty heavy. You talk about physics, you talk about computer mm -hmm. science, and you talk about, you know, all of the, the, the frenetic schedule that you experience in New York and the New York universities. What do you do to have fun? What do you do to just kind of <laughs> let your hair down, literally and figuratively, to just kind of de-stress? Wow. Um, or as they say, no, how do you true. kick it, right? Yeah, true. I love traveling. Okay. That are, is you a, are you a... a, a <laughs> across the, the continent traveler or just do you keep it fairly I am. local? So yes, so my family and I have this promise that wherever I go in the world that we make it a, a deal for them not to go more than three months without them seeing me, which I've been doing okay so far. Good. You know, we'll, see Good. How it, we'll see how it goes when I you know, get older. Just kidding. Um, but no, we've been able to, lucky, very, very lucky to travel somewhere every summer. So I've gotten to see my family in the Philippines um, I visited my roots in India. I've been to wonderful places such as, you know, Bali and Italy. I've studied abroad in London. So that's something that I kind of look forward to every year, you know, when I'm done with my academics and is just spending that sort of time with my family and creating memories. Sure. Even, you know, outside of school too. I'm not a big, you know, I'm not the typical college student who's looking to party and whatnot, you know. I'd rather be, you know, solemnly walking the streets of New York by myself, um, listening to my music on full blast. Uh, when I have time to myself, I, you know, I go to yoga. When midterms come around, you can find me in the boxing gym. <laughs> Just kind of working it out, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's a very busy city. Who do you listen to when you're walking? Who do I listen to? Yes. Oh, it ranges from all over the place. It okay. could be jazz one day. It could also be like Def Leppard. <laughs> a Wayback Machine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all over the place, but also just like when I come home, I don't, you know, in school right now, I don't have the chance to play piano a lot. And when I come home, I have my studio to myself. Um, I enjoy songwriting about the experiences that I have going on in my life right now. Interesting. And I'm hoping to release some more music outside, um, after college, so... Very we'll nice. See. We look forward to that. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, bringing you back to your roots always, do you keep contact with classmates or teachers or just folks back in, in the, the Aurora area? Absolutely, I do. I have, um, I have, I keep in touch with several of my friends from West Aurora High School. Also, teachers, I will see them just randomly when I'm back for, for winter break. I'll see them, you know, at Target or a coffee shop. And, sure. And it's, it's very nice to strike up conversations. I keep in touch a lot with, of course, Miss um, Sampson from Jazz Ensemble. And I've been able to support the marching band because my brother's in it. So I've been to the, the Disney trips that they've had the past and couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, outstanding. And watching their, you know, their performances. Outstanding. That's great. Um, you know, I... I, I mentioned this earlier on, but you know there are there are students that that would look up and say, "Geez, I I really like to pursue singing or modeling or songwriting or producing sure. or one of those." Even now that the world knows that you are into computer science, going to have a degree in that. <laughs> when kids say, "You know, I really want to be or try uh, the, one of those areas," how would you counsel them? Oh, that's a good question. I have lots which of I've questions. had. <laughs> no, which I've actually had this happen to me before. You know, I've had you know, former classmates and, you know, students come up to me and, you know, ask me, oh, well, how can, how can I get into this industry or how can I do what you're doing? Yeah. And I think my only, you know, advice that I could give from, you know, my standpoint at this moment in my life is just to, you know, even if you don't know that you're not good at it, even if you know that, even if you have never tried something in your life before, I, the only advice that I can give is to try it. Sure. Because if you, if you try it and you fail and you try it and you find out that you're not good, I mean, you're exactly in the same place you were had had you not had gone for it. And you know, I, 
talked about this before, but I've tried many things in my life that I, that, you know, I didn't know how to do at first, but I found that I had been kind of good at some things and I had kind of sucked at others, <laughs> but I'm glad that I tried these things. And I think that the only thing I can offer, you know, young students that are looking to try different things and try a try in a new field is to just to just go for it and to seek discomfort and you know don't be afraid to go outside of your comfort zone because it teaches you about yourself and yeah don't always try the pizza drive some spinach or cauliflower right (laughs) yeah it's not you know it's you know it's better to sometimes not play it safe or you know risk and fail at something than having never done 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 at all absolutely so i'm going to help or at least ask you to kind of take that that thought, that philosophy, and think about a message. And I'm going to ask you to talk about two of them, so two mm-hmm. different audiences. So audience one is the, the genre of, let's just say, 16 to 25. Okay. What would be your message to that genre? If, if, you know, with your experiences, with your travel, your culturization, what message would you want to share with those folks in that genre? Well, this is, this is my, my age range right now. This is mm-hmm. where I'm sitting at. Oh. Okay, if I had to pick one piece of advice, it is that it is okay if your plans change Ah. or if things do not work out. If something unexpected happens or you find yourself doing something that you had not planned to do, it is absolutely 100% okay. You know, I have a brother who's a senior right now and he's in the college phase, you know, picking out, you know, the next four years of his life. Sure. And for me, when I was at this stage, I, you know, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to come out of college with music. I'm going to work in the music industry. I'm going to do this and that. I'm going to go to a school on the West Coast. Here I am on the East Coast. Um, But I think for this age, especially 16 through 25, I feel like kids and, you know, young adults feel like they have to have everything planned out, that they have to have, you know, some sort of direction. And yes, it's good. It's good to have to have these sorts of plans and sorts of aspirations that you want to do, but it is okay, you know, if that does not work out. It Makes is sense. absolutely 100% okay. Great advice. Mm-hmm. And Great if advice. it doesn't work out, then I think it teaches you how to adapt to these circumstances because, you know, after you leave college, that's all that there is. You know, you're facing, you know, adulthood, which I'm kind of there, <laughs> but also I'm not there. You know, I hear, I this is what I hear, that it gets harder with taxes and mortgage sure. and whatnot. So, the American dream, yeah. you get to go in debt, right? Uh-huh. Um, so it is okay if plans do not work out. Well, I think that goes back to your, your mantra of resilience and, and, sure. and taking challenge on uh, and working through it. So your other audience, um, let's talk about the more experienced people of the world. That's code for old folks. You and- <laughs> um, what would be your message for, for the older generation? Well, i got to be careful with this one. You can, you can <laughs> lay it out there. Oh, message to you and... All of the, I think, I think, the, I think the wise you just ones. called me old, but I can live No, with that. you and the wise ones. <laughs> it's, if I had to give advice, it is never too late to start another journey. Mm. Some, you know, I'm, this talk that I'm about to give, I'm about to address staff that have been here for years and years, which is absolutely wonderful. But, you know, with everything, there's so much stuff going on in the news with, you know, just life is very short. Yes, it is. Um, you know, I, I, I know I'm only 21 and I'm saying this, but, you know, I, I, I don't know how I'm already here about to graduate. And, you know, it is never too late to try, you know, to start a new beginning. That's a hopeful message. And I, <laughs> and I know that people sometimes, and it goes back to your other message, sure. that plans change. 
okay, pick yourself up and move forward. For sure. So that's a hopeful message. We appreciate you sharing that. Any other final thoughts or messages that you want to share or things that an area maybe I didn't probe that you wanted to uh, highlight for us? No, I cannot think of any. I'm just so, I'm very grateful for my experiences within this district and I'm so excited to be speaking this Friday at the Power View event. Well, we look forward to it. It's a, it's a really exciting, very positive day. And uh, we've got lots of activities and lots of acknowledgements. So you get to see a lot of staff members. And, and we have a couple of new traditions that we're, uh, we'll be engaging in as well. So we're looking forward to as well. And really happy that you'll be there for that. But we're very excited and, and appreciate you taking the time to come talk to us today. Mm -hmm. um, so we, today we have, and I'm going to work through this, Haley, Sky, Dara Carnavala. Beautiful. Holy cow. <laughs> I won't do that again since I got it right. <laughs> But we really appreciate you being here today, and thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you so very much. Absolutely. Please remember you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, including iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the TuneIn Radio app. I would encourage you to subscribe to our broadcast, and please give us your feedback so we can continue to improve our discussions. Thank you again. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.